Hey ladies, welcome to another episode of The Woman Podcast. My name is Katie Biza and I'll be your host today. And we have the awesome opportunity to talk with Rebecca Shatswell. If you have been around New Life for any length of time, you probably know Rebecca. She and her husband are the worship pastors here and I'll let her tell you about herself in just a minute. But she's just one of my dear friends and I am so excited to talk with her today because honestly, she's one of the people that I think has so much wisdom on honestly any topic. And so when Mm. she talks, I'm taking notes. (laughs) Whatever. Whatever. Okay. So Rebecca, would you say hi to everyone? Hello, everyone. I'm excited to be here. I know. We're excited. Our first podcast together. I know. This is groundbreaking. Many more to come. Okay. (laughs) So why don't you tell everyone about yourself? So my husband and I, we lead worship here at New Life. That's kind of one of our roles. Another role, I get to work very closely alongside Michelle Bazette, our mama of the house, kind of building, dreaming, executing woman conference every year for the women in our church. I'm also a mom. I have two what I would call miracle babies because that was a long journey. That's Mm -hmm. another topic for another day. But I have a five-year-old daughter. Her name is Israel. And she is so much fun right now, full of life. If you talk to her, you would think she's 16 years old, Mm -hmm. which I can't wait to see what 16 actually looks like. (laughs) Um, And we have an 11-month-old baby boy. His name is Xavier, and we call him Zavi. So, yeah, that's a little bit about me. Yep. And Rebecca and I have been friends for, I don't know, going on 10 years now. Just 10. Maybe. longer. Feels longer. Yeah. (laughs) In a good way. (laughs) Okay, so... Um, I've said it before, but every year at New Life Church, we have something that we call Woman Conference, and it's a gathering of all of the women from all across the state of Arkansas, and we come together. Um, Michelle calls it a party with a purpose, and it's always fun, but it's always about Jesus, and we have speakers that come in and visit, and anyway, this past year at Woman Conference, we built so much of it on identity and talking to women about who they are. Um, in Jesus. And Mm -hmm. it's something that was really heavy on your heart. It kind of came out of something that you were passionate about. And that's what we're going to be talking about today, the identity that God has given us. And so that's really where I want to start. Would you just share with the women, where did that start for you? And yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, The word identity is, I think it's just a word, almost like a buzzword in our culture right now. People talk about it a lot. It comes up a lot. And I think what our culture means is it's the idea that we get to decide who we are as people, everything about us. We get to, if we don't want to believe something about ourselves, we can choose a different type of identity, a different type of belief system. The idea that we can just make a choice on everything about who we are. And so what I tend to see, obviously we see so much right now with social media and Instagram, Mm -hmm. but I just see a lot of confusion Especially in the younger generation, I see a lot of people trying to figure out who am I. In fact, I think regardless of age, every woman is walking around wondering these questions about herself. Who am I? Who am I made to be? What am I made Mm -hmm. to do? I see all of these questions. And in the younger generation, I see so much option that they have to look at to Mm -hmm. provide an answer to that question Mm -hmm. that may not be the truth. And as a result, I see so many people going after an identity that they were never meant to have or be. And it's creating confusion and insecurity and pride. And really, the options are limitless right now. Like, 
just the images and the ideas that are popping up on our phones every second as an idea, a way to aim your life, a way to find your own purpose, a way to find who you are. And so I am feeling this, um, I don't know how to describe it, as a believer, as a follower of Jesus, as a leader in the church, I'm just feeling this overwhelming responsibility that we cannot remain silent on this topic. Mm -hmm. Because if we are silent as a church, then all of these people, women, younger people, they will find their answers to these questions from some other source. And so I am concerned right now that people aren't realizing the identity God gave them from the beginning. They are not finding who they are in the truth of God's word. So they're aiming at something that's really false for them. And in the end, they're falling so far short of the potential God gave them from Mm -hmm. the beginning. So it's just huge on my heart right now. And probably the fact that I'm raising a daughter. Yeah, because I just recognize, you know, I can pour all of my good thoughts into her that I, I, you know, I just want her to know she's beautiful, and she's loved and all of these things. But ultimately, if she does not have the truth of God's word living on the inside of her. She's just going to fall so much short of the potential God's given her. So it's kind of I'm walking this out as a mom right now. I'm mm-hmm. walking it out in the church, and it's just kind of a drive in me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I agree. As a mom, I feel like I'm seeing it more and more. Um, I had a friend actually just post yesterday a picture of her son looking in the mirror, and he's a little four-year-old, and he was brushing his hair to the side. And it was, she was commenting on how she is seeing in him that suddenly he's aware of what other people think. Oh, yeah. And he's at that age where he's becoming self-conscious. Yes. Self-conscious. And, and he's only four. He's four. And yeah. it just... So my sons are a little over three and a little over one. And to know, it's like I didn't even think about, oh, my gosh. Yeah, we're headed in that direction where suddenly it's not my voice that's the strongest. He's going to start thinking about what do other people think of me and drawing his truth from wherever. And it's so important that. I step in and that Hunter and I step in with the truth of God and lay a foundation so early. Like yeah. it's blowing my mind how early I totally agree. it needs to happen. Yeah. So my daughter is, she's five years old. She's in kindergarten for her first, you know, year of public school mm-hmm. at, well, just school this year. And she's coming home every day and she's telling me the things her friends are saying. And they're not necessarily about her. They may not always be negative, but I am realizing how much those voices are influencing yeah. her. And it isn't any longer just my voice. And so I remember even when she was two years old, she would like be scared of the dark or something Mm -hmm. like that. And we started when she was that young giving her scriptures Mm -hmm. when she would have some sort of, you know, it's a big word to say for a two-year-old, but like any sort of internal struggle. Right. But when she would say, I'm scared or whatever, we started giving her scriptures to kind of combat that thought. And so... Her first verse she learned as a two-year-old was, God has not given me a spirit of fear. And, you know, I remember hearing her cute, tiny little Mm -hmm. two-year-old voice say it. And she did not know even what she was saying. Right. But my thought then was, if she learns now at two years old, every time a fearful thought shows up to replace it, or at least to have the word of God there present 
as a response to that fear, then mm-hmm. when she's older, she will eventually choose the truth of God mm-hmm. over that fear. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and honestly, when we talk about identity, I feel like the internal dialogue we have going on inside of us is really the core of what identity means. There's mm-hmm. a verse in the Bible that says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he, or mm-hmm. as a woman thinks in her heart, so is she. So in our hearts, this internal dialogue, there's this constant conversation going on inside of us, whether we really admit it to other people or not. We have all these thoughts about ourselves. They may be our own thoughts. It's also a place that the enemy likes to kind of insert Mm -hmm. his thoughts and his suggestions. So in that place is one of the places I have found we have got to start winning the battle on the inside before Mm -hmm. it's ever going to make an impact on the outside. So for sure, we're definitely starting young, for (laughs) sure. I was just telling um, Tyler Tarver, who helps us produce this podcast, and I said, Tyler, you want to know what I've been thinking? What if this podcast is not good and nobody wants to make eye contact with me anymore? <laughs> I'm like, whatever. So there's the inner dialogue that I'm having right now. But And you know what I thought about the podcast this morning? What? We don't have to be filmed, so I can show up with no makeup on and That's no right. one knows. I know. It's a mystery. I know. I did that the first day, and then Grace wanted to take pictures, and I was like, well, great. Here we are. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Thinking about the fact that we have so many different women at New Life Church that would be listening to this, yeah. all the way, you know, girls that are still in high school, yeah. new moms, women that may be walking through divorce, women that are experiencing loss, women that are in their 60s and maybe even empty nesters and retired and looking at their life like, what's next? Yeah. You know, I think women in general, this is obviously something that I think we all struggle with the inner dialogue of who are we? What does God want? Who does God say I am? How does he even see us? Like, mm-hmm. so what would, you, do you have any practical advice? I yeah. tend to be a more practical person. So practically speaking, how does this flesh out in our day-to-day lives? Yeah, I definitely, I actually have a story about it because it was several years ago. I remember I walked through a season in life. There were some difficult things that were happening. I remember Brandon and I were um, trying to have children and that process had been going on for years unsuccessfully. And there were some other disappointments that happened. And I remember I walked through a couple of uh, circumstances and I got hurt, but I didn't share it with anyone. Mm-hmm. And I remember almost without realizing it, I got into a season where there were these negative thoughts on repeat on the inside of me. Mm-hmm. I just began to question so much about myself, uh, so much about my calling. Was I even really doing anything that was making a difference in anyone's life? I just had all these questions and thoughts going on just constantly and I didn't share it with anybody and Brandon and I are are obviously leading in our church and I should know better I should Mm -hmm. know even when I'm weak I go and find a person I can share this with and pray with but I didn't do that I just kind of kept it to myself and I remember at one point we were standing on stage leading worship Um, I think it was on a weekend service And in the middle of worship, it was like I heard the enemy speak to me, which was kind of weird in worship. And he said, Rebecca, you're an imposter. You shouldn't even be up here. And I remember just inside me asking God that question, God, am I an imposter? Should I not be on this stage right now? Like, should I do I not even deserve to be up here leading worship? And all of a sudden it made me realize There is so much negativity on the inside of me. It is shaping how I think. It's shaping what I do, everything about me, and no one knows. Mm -hmm. I haven't shared this with anybody. 
So all I knew was that I really needed an mm-hmm. encounter with Jesus. So when I later, when I was at home and I was by myself, I didn't know how to put a stop to what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Because we can all say, you know, we need to stand on some truth and we need to, right. you know, know the word of God right. or get a reading plan or whatever and everything's going to be better. Right. But it was like, I'm a Christian. I followed Jesus for years. I'm a leader in our church. And I had yet allowed this train of thought to right. really have a hold on me. So when I got home, I didn't know what else to do. And I think better visually if I can see something in front of me mm-hmm. rather than um, just thinking about it. And so I started writing out every negative thought I had that was on repeat. And literally, it was like on my computer, it was like, one, here's this negative thought. Two, here's this negative thought. Wow. And then I started to just look up one verse to combat each of those thoughts. And when I wrote the phrase, you're an imposter, I heard God speak at that point. And he said, Rebecca, consider the source. He said, the enemy is the imposter. The enemy is the one who won't do anything great for God. The, the enemy is the one that has all of these qualities. And every time the enemy speaks to you, he's trying to tell you that you have the qualities that he has. Wow. But every time I speak to you, I'm trying to tell you that you have my qualities, mm-hmm. that you are my daughter, that I've made you to be like me. And I just remember that was such a defining moment mm-hmm. for me that on the inside of who I am to realize I'm going to have my own thoughts about myself. Mm -hmm. The enemy is going to be trying to interject his thoughts about me. But in the end, I have to grab a hold of what my father is saying Mm -hmm. over me and stand on that over anything Mm -hmm. else. So I'm not saying I don't struggle now, but I I am saying the Holy Spirit rises up in me a lot faster now when I recognize that I'm Mm -hmm. thinking thoughts that are not true of a daughter of Mm -hmm. God and just helps me put a stop to it. Mm -hmm. Man. That's so good. I love just talking about and recognizing the whole idea of an inner dialogue because I do think that's where things can get toxic. And Mm -hmm. then you're behaving in a certain way that doesn't, Mm -hmm. you know, that God wouldn't want us to do. Mm -hmm. We're acting out things that God wouldn't want us to participate in. And it's like, how did I get this far? How did I get this far off balance? And so I do think it's so important that it it all comes back to our thoughts and and what we believe about ourselves. And Mm -hmm. so... Man, that's so good. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> Another thing we do, like my daughter, she's five. And so um, the when I dropped her off the first day of school, she like begged me to walk her mm-hmm. to class. And so I was like, okay, you know, it was this cute little moment. We took photos and all that. And then the next day she asked me to walk her to class. And then I remember like the third day I was like, man, do I have to walk her to class every single day? <laughs> and so I was like trying to get out of it. And so I was like, you know, I don't think they allow parents to keep walking their kids to class. So I like have her with me and I check with somebody at the school and they're like, no, you can walk her to class every day. And I'm like, awesome. I didn't get out of it. So I just remember being like, I just have to suck it up. It's going to take a few more minutes every day and I just have to walk her to class. And so Um, At first, I was like, you know, I don't want to have to do this. But then I remember God speaking to me. And honestly, he just reminded me. I don't know how you guys were growing up, but I remember so many times where I was walking the halls of my school by myself. Mm -hmm. And I just remember all these random thoughts and and fear or whatever, you know, when you're walking Mm -hmm. down a long hallway by yourself and especially as a kid. And so we decided to kind of make the most. And so I've given her this morning affirmation. So it's a few sentences. She says them every single day because it's the, these are the last thoughts I want her to have before she walks mm-hmm. into that classroom with her other friends. And so every day she, at the, when we get to her doorway, she says, I am blessed. I am favored. I can do all things through Christ. And I'm a leader. And it's so funny now because I'm like, you know what we say? And she just goes right to it. And it's like I can tell it just instills a little bit of confidence before she walks through the door. That's so fun. Yeah. That's so smart. That's another simple 
little thing. I know. It's so good. And honestly, I'm like, can you write my can you write my daily affirmation, please? I sure can. <laughs> Do you have anything that you I mean, you know, you, you just talked about how you had a list of things that were negative thoughts in your life. And then, you know, we're years down the road at this point from that story. But mm-hmm. do, do you do anything practically every day to, to make sure that yes. that toxicity? Yes. That's a complicated word. It's okay, girl. Yeah, I would definitely say for me, I, I don't know if I have a bunch of statements. I do recognize quickly now if I'm thinking things and I, I will snap myself out of it, but I will say, no, I'm a daughter of God. Like I just mm-hmm. quickly remind myself whose I am and it helps kind of remind mm-hmm. myself. But I have a few verses I go back to. I definitely go to the spirit of fear verse. God has not given us a spirit of fear. Um, I go to the do not be anxious about anything, mm-hmm. but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God mm-hmm. and the blah, blah, blah. I go to that one over and over again. I'm trying to remember. There's a few others. So I just kind of have some core verses mm-hmm. that I have on repeat mm-hmm. and I meditate and they're right. kind of like my go-tos. Right. And so when you sense something in yourself, mm-hmm. it's off. It's mm-hmm. like The no. anxious one is a big one. Uh-huh. Because I feel like my first negative response in a situation might be a sense of anxiousness mm-hmm. on the inside, even if no one else knows mm-hmm. about it. So it's definitely one mm-hmm. I go to. You know, one thing that I've started thinking about is just the importance of having having that scripture inside of you before you get to the point of desperation when you need it. Exactly. Because sometimes we get to crisis mode. I mean you know, a diagnosis happens or whatever. And you're like, oh yeah, I wish I knew a verse about yeah. God's healing power yeah. or, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, um, do you have any advice for us as women and how to build ourselves up spiritually before we get to those crisis moments? Mm-hmm. I mean, we're at the beginning of the year right now, which is a great time because people are setting their new year's resolutions. Mm-hmm. They're trying to think, what do I want to accomplish this year? What's our vision going to be? What's our family vision? Um, so I would say if you recognize that you just don't have a big reservoir of scripture on the inside of you already to just make some goals at the beginning of the year. And I would even just make it easy for yourself. Just say, hey, I'm going to memorize these 10 scriptures mm-hmm. this year or 12, maybe one a month, yeah. whatever it is. And go ahead and look up scriptures right now that might be battle verses for you. Yes. Um, and if you don't know where to start with that, like there's so many different ways to find scripture. You could just get on BibleGateway.com and you could search words like fear or faith or peace or Mm -hmm. confidence. And if you don't know like how to even find a scripture and I would just find like 10, 12 verses Mm -hmm. that you would say, I'm going to stand on these this Mm -hmm. year. Um, I grew up in a little Baptist church. And so one of the things we did when we were kids is we did what we call Bible drill, Mm -hmm. which was a little Bible competition that we thought was so fun where you memorize verses and you competed and all that. And so I just thought it was like a fun thing to do as a kid and had no idea it would be this huge reservoir the Holy Spirit would draw on for me the rest of my life because God basically tells us that the Holy Spirit, one of his jobs is to remind us of everything Jesus has said. Well, if it's on the inside of you, Mm -hmm. then he can remind you a whole lot faster. That's so good. So that's definitely one thing for me. Um, One thing I was thinking about as you were talking, um, you know, this past year at Woman Conference, we had, we released an app. It's called the Woman app or whatever. Was that what it's called? Yeah. Um, And it's so cool. It's so cool. And you know, the theme of identity was something huge this past year, and we chose 10 different identity words that we think if you were to sit down across the table from God and Him to speak things over you, this is who you are. Yeah. 
we had 10 different truths and they're so good. But with that, we have verses that go along with those. And so um, I just wanted to share that with you ladies because, oh, it's playing on my phone. (laughs) (laughs) And Katie is actually one of the beautiful voices on there. Oh, yes, I am. I don't remember which one I did. But anyways, if you're looking for truths, like identity truths, yeah. scriptures to read over yourself, to believe, to memorize, um, we do have some already ready for you in the Woman app. Yeah, and this isn't really a shameless plug, but honestly, when we put that on the app, what I loved is it just made it where at the click of like two buttons, a woman could have the scripture like scriptures God is speaking over her life, just playing right there mm-hmm. from her phone. And I found myself like in times where I'm just sitting in the car, like car line, I'm waiting 30 minutes to pick up my daughter from school. I will just just play and it goes, it rolls one scripture into another, one mm-hmm. truth into another so that I can just have the word of God just kind of soaking in my brain. Mm-hmm. And my thought on it was, you know, you can go to YouTube or not YouTube, what's it called? version. Oh, yeah. You can go to version and you can pull up scripture and you can hit the little sound icon so that scripture can be read to you. But it's like, the it sounds like it's a 65-year-old man named Richard who's a professor, <laughs> like reading scripture to me. And I'm sure that it's very effective for some people. But for me, I'm like, I don't know that we have similarities in life. Right. So I always find myself just wanting a woman I can relate with. Right. I'm wanting to hear a voice that I get. And so just being able to hear scripture from women in our house, different ages, different walks of life, I just think it's really powerful. Yeah, definitely. Okay, Rebecca, well, thank you so much for being here today. I love what you shared, and it's so important. Um, And I I really believe this is something that's going to help the women of our church. And so um, as we close, would you mind, would you pray over the women that are listening? Okay. Yes. God, we just thank you so much that we can be in your presence. We thank you for the amazing women in this church, really, that you've surrounded us with, God. We thank you that we do not have to do life alone. We thank you that we can just stake our lives on your word and know that your word will never return void that you will always accomplish the purpose for which you sent it. So I just pray over anyone listening to this podcast that you just immerse them in the truth of your word, Lord God, that they can rest no matter what is going on in life right now, that you are unchanging and that you have a promise for them to stand on and that you are able to do infinitely more than they would ever ask or imagine. So, Lord God, we just thank you that we get to know you, that we get to be in pursuit of you. And I just pray whatever seeds you want to plant from this podcast, Lord God, that it would produce a lot of fruit. And I just pray that we'd make you proud, God. We love you, and we're just so honored to be a part of your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, well, Rebecca, thank you again for being with us today. And ladies, thank you for listening to another episode of The Woman Podcast. Just a friendly reminder, if you want to stay connected with us, you can follow us on Instagram at Woman Conference. And we also have a Facebook page that you can be a part of. There's lots of interaction there. And make sure you subscribe and leave review and all the good things. And we'll see you soon.